0: hot mic, hallelujah, amen, well it's a good day today, amen, it's always a good day to be in the presence of the Lord, you know, he's always speaking, he's always speaking to us, he's always trying to guide us, amen, we want to listen, we want to pay attention, amen, when the Holy Spirit is trying to guide us, correct us, teach us, amen, so let's first, let's just stand with me, amen, you got your Bibles today? Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the indestructible, incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today I just want to talk about being a discerner. And uh, I've had a couple messages about just the Holy Spirit, uh, Sunday school on a Sunday night. And so, you know, really to know how we use the Holy Spirit or interact with the Holy Spirit, we need to know who the Holy Spirit is. Amen. So, uh, to know how to discern by the Holy Spirit, we need to know who the Holy Spirit is. So, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead. Amen. He is co-equal, co-eternal with God and with the, with, with the Father and with the Son. Amen. And so, it's not, the Holy Spirit isn't just somebody that, that is often this far distance. No, it says in the Bible that He's in us. I mean, He's with us and He's in us. Amen. And so, if I talk, you know, and and the Holy Spirit isn't an it, it's a he. He's a he. Amen. You know, if I, because the Holy Spirit can respond. So if I talk to this chair right here, I might be kind of loony, but if I talk to this chair, the chair's not going to respond back to me. Amen. When we talk to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to respond to us. Amen. Amen. He's going to guide us. He's going to guide us into all truth. Amen. Amen. John fourteen twenty six says, "But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you." Amen. So in order to teach somebody, I mean, you have to be able to converse with them. You have to somehow be able to to show them that you're listening. Amen. You have to show them that you know what they need. Amen. The teaching they need. And, and the Holy Spirit does that for us. So he speaks to us and he teaches us all things. Amen. And brings all things that Jesus says in his word to our remembrance. Aren't we glad about that? You know? We don't use, you know, science as I think said, we only use, what, 10% of our brains? Amen. So it, we don't remember everything. Even in a conversation I had a week ago, I might not remember certain details of that conversation. Amen. What I read, what I read this morning... I, I know a good deal of what I read, but there's some things I'm sure that I miss just because I have a natural mind. amen and the Word of God there's so many levels to the Word of God. I mean you can look at one scripture and to somebody it could mean one thing and it could speak to them the Lord, Holy Spirit could speak to them through one level and somebody else could look at the exact same scripture amen and if they're in, in a different in a different spot or maybe a different circumstance, they can see the Scripture a different way. Amen? So there's layers, like an onion, there's layers to the Word of God. There's layers to the Holy Spirit. Amen? It says that that He meets us where we're at. Amen? He's all-knowing. He knows everything about everything that's going on in our lives. Amen? And the great thing about the Holy Spirit, we'll read it later, but Jesus said that, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will do even greater works when I leave than when I'm here. And a lot of that is because the Holy Spirit never sleeps, right? Jesus did have to sleep. The Holy Spirit can talk to multiple people at the same time. So if I'm driving down the road, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit and He's talking back to me. Amen. Even when we're sleeping, the Holy Spirit's still ministering to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So He can minister to me at the same time that he's ministering to Shane, Amen. So there's no, there's no, uh, there's no shackles on the Holy Spirit. There's no limitations on the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. He's he's he can be all things to all people. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans eight twenty six says, likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So he also intercedes for us. He prays for us. Amen. Amen. Not only does he pray for us, but he helps us pray. Amen. Amen. It says that when we don't know what to pray for as we ought, when we pray in the Spirit, we're uttering things that we don't know what we're saying. The Lord knows what we're saying. Amen. Amen. But what, what what are the groanings that we're uttering? Well, it's only by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, Amen, we're 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 speaking in tongues. Amen. It says when they all in the upper room and, and they, they started speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So the only way that, that praying in the Holy Spirit can work is with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So so he does so many things, and we talked about it a couple a couple weeks ago, just that he leads us Amen. He guides us. He warns us. He comforts us. Amen. He intercedes for us. He wears a lot of different hats in our life. Amen. Amen. So if, if if talking with the Holy Spirit isn't part of your daily life, it really should be. Amen. Even if you don't pray in the Spirit, even if you don't speak in tongues, amen. Conversing with the Holy Spirit through prayer, amen. Through reading the Bible, through fasting, different things like that. That is an important part of our Christian walk. Amen. Because, you know, if you start starving yourself, spiritually, for, for just a couple of days even, I mean, you can feel it, you know? And then, you know, I, I always think about, uh, you know, there, people say, well, I'm not, I'm not convicted of this, you know, they're doing something that maybe shouldn't be doing. I'm not convicted of this, or I'm not convicted of this. Well, yeah, once you, once you go away and astray from the Holy Spirit, you're going to be less and less convicted of these things that, that you think are wrong, or know that, that you know that are wrong, Amen. Amen. So it's about, it's about being in tune with the Holy Spirit. Being in tune. Getting our spirit aligned with His. Because it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit actually bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen. So the more we are in the Word, the more we're like, wow, these promises are for me. Amen. These words are for me. This is what the Lord has in store for me. Amen. So the more we're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more we realize and recognize that, wow, he has a lot of good things to say about me. Amen. We realize, wow, every good and every perfect gift really does come from God. Amen. So it's important, it's important to let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. Amen. And then we also know that the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. John 14:15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray to the Father, and He will give you another Helper. That he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. Before, before Jesus died on the cross and before um, Acts, you know, before the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit, you know, there was nothing that, that they couldn't rely on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit hadn't been given yet. Amen when Jesus left, the thir- left this earth, when he died on the cross, amen, the Holy Spirit was available to everybody. Amen. amen. To every believer, everybody that believed on Jesus, the Holy Spirit was there. Amen. He dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. I love the song we sang, being overcome by his presence. Amen. How many want to be overcome by, the, by his presence this morning? Amen. And you know what it says in the Bible where two or three are gathered together in his name, which we are, amen, he is there in the midst. The Holy Spirit right now is in the midst of us and he's inside of us. Amen? There's no limit on what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. Amen? So the result of Jesus going to heaven is that the Holy Spirit would then come to us. Amen? And so if the Holy Spirit is co-equal with Jesus and it says that we could even do greater works when Jesus left, that means that the works that Jesus did and the personality and the character that Jesus was, the Holy Spirit is. Amen? Amen? He is in our life. Isn't that good? It says that we are, uh, that the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and we are a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we are a temple of this Holy Ghost that's inside of us, that's continually working, continually interceding for us, continually wanting to speak to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus did a lot of things on earth. You know, so whatever the Holy Spirit does in us, Jesus, Jesus did these things. Amen? In fact, John said that there aren't even enough books in the world to record the wonderful works that Jesus did. If you'd write them down line by line, he said, I suppose there's not even enough books in the world. Amen. That's a pretty amazing statement. Isn't it? Amazing statement. Three and a half years of ministry... Not enough books in the world to describe what Jesus did. <laughs> and one thing that Jesus is, is recorded doing is being able to discern. Amen. And perceive. And so, just like Jesus was able to discern and perceive, the Holy Spirit inside of us is able to discern and perceive. Amen. Because on our own, we can't do these things. We can't do these things. Amen. On our own, we can't. It's hard to discern. It's hard to go through life without Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But on the inside of us, we have a discerner. We have somebody that we can go to in every situation to help us discern a circumstance, to help us discern a report, amen, to help us discern a decision that needs to be made. Not all decisions are black and white, amen. There's not just, you know, you, you get to a decision, it's like, oh, this is a good one, and this is a bad one. I mean, life doesn't work like that. A lot of decisions that we make, there's a little bit of gray area, amen. Or maybe there's two good decisions and you need to pick which one to do. Amen. And we can't say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They're both good. No, there is a perfect will of God for each of our lives. Amen. So it is important, even if we see two good decisions, there's a difference between a good decision and a God decision. Amen. So we want to choose the God decision. We want to make sure that we are in conversation with the Holy Spirit about, okay, what do I need to do with this, at this point in my life? In Luke 8, 46, Jesus said, with the woman of the issue of blood, someone touched me for I perceived power going out of me. Amen. So Jesus could recognize, amen, he could recognize the faith connection with this woman. Amen. He could discern between the crowd that pressed him and the woman that touched him. I mean, in our own lives, we're going to be able to discern, the Holy Spirit helps us discern situations that we're in. Amen. amen. He might help you discern if you see somebody and uh, and you're not sure if they know the Lord and you're not sure how they're going to react. He can help you discern, amen, how to approach somebody to witness or to minister. Amen. I mean, He can help you discern how to minister to your family. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He can help you discern what house to buy. Amen. He can help you discern where to live. He can help you discern when your children are, are, are in a tough spot, how to handle the situation. He can help you discern how to re- rear your children. Amen. 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 He is the best, he is the best child rearer in the world. The Holy Spirit is the best child. Amen. He's the best one to go to if you need to get a stain out of a, out of a dress or out of a shirt. Amen. He's the best dry cleaner. He's the best auto mechanic. Amen. Anything that you have need of, and this isn't, this isn't uh, hyperbole, but anything that you have need of, we can go to the Holy Spirit and we can talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. I mean, he can be our closest friend if we let him be our closest friend. In our own lives, the Holy, Holy Spirit helps us discern the situations that we're in, helps us discern what, uh, discern what decisions to make. If we have a bad medical report, we can and should ask the Holy Spirit through prayer amen, through fasting or through reading the word, what the next step is. You know, sometimes it's hard to know what the next step is when you get a bad report. It's hard to know what decision to make, you know. Have you ever been in a storm in your life and you're just not really sure, you know, you have all these scriptures in your mind and you're not sure which scripture you need to combat this storm? Because there's a lot, you know, he, he says a lot. He says, you know, we fight the good fight of faith and then we speak to the mountain and then we should think on good things, you know. And then we should do all these things, and it's like, okay, which one do I deploy? And because we can't do it all at the same time. You know, I can't speak and think. I don't think. No, I can't. At the same time, amen. And so we need to know how to handle those situations. It's like you remember the verse that says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But then you remember the verse that says, think on things that are pure, lovely, and of good report so maybe you're not really sure whether you should think on those things or read the Bible at that given time. Amen. And then you remember the verse that says unbelief comes out by prayer and fasting. So now you're trying to think good thoughts as you read the Bible while you're speaking in tongues and not using, eating physical food. You know, in our mind, if we use our intellect, it can get confusing. That's why we don't use our intellect. The Bible is not, an, it's not for our intellect. Amen. It's for our spirit. Our spirit bears witness. Amen. With what, the Holy, with, with what the Bible says. Amen. And we do, we, do, we do gain knowledge. I'm not saying that. Amen. But it's a, it's a spiritual thing. We want to make sure that our spirit is involved. Amen. When we're reading the word. Amen. Then you remember that in Mark where it says, whoever says of this mountain, be removed to be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But believe those things which says he will be done. He will have whatever he says. So, right now, should you speak it or should you think on good things? Amen. The Holy Spirit can help us. He can help us make those decisions. Amen. The devil's really good at keeping our focus on a formula rather than the kind of God we serve. He wants us to be thinking constantly about, okay, what should I do now? What should I do now? What should I do now? Because if we're trying to use our intellect, we're not going to the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we're trying to use our earthly knowledge of the scriptures and not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us into which one to use, Amen. The battle might be lost. Right? Amen? If you feel the Holy Spirit urging you to read, just read. Feel the urging to pray and fast, do that. Amen? Don't allow your intellect to confuse the things of the Lord. The things of the Lord are simple. Paul said, He he preached them in the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen? Amen. Keep it simple. Amen? Sometimes you might have a, a report... You know, Audrey Mack mentioned this when she was here for the pastor's conference, but, you know, she had a a a, a bone cancer report. And uh, and the Lord just told her to have joy and gave her a scripture about joy. Amen. Amen. Well, at that point, she didn't need anything else. She didn't need to, you know, she didn't need the verse, you know, speak to the mountain. The Lord, the Holy Spirit told her, have joy. Amen. Amen. So she wasn't trying to think of all these other things. She just was having joy. Amen. Amen. And that was the that was the strategy for that particular battle, amen. And we're in a battle every day. We see it in uh, in, in David, Second Samuel five eighteen, <clears throat> and it says the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand?" And the Lord said to David, "Go up, for I will doubtless." Deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to um, Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there, and said, "The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water." Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perazim. Amen. So he has this battle with the Philistines in the valley. Amen. And he inquires the Lord, "What should I do? How should I defeat the Philistines?" And the Lord told, and he says, "Should I go up against the Philistines?" The Lord says, "Go up. I'm going to deliver them your hands." So we get to just two verses later, 2 Samuel 5, 22. Then again, the Philistines went up and deployed themselves in the Valley of Rephaim. So same valley. And mean it looks like the same battle, right? Therefore, David inquired of the Lord and he said, you shall not go up, circle around behind them and come up, uh, come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear, hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, Then you shall advance quickly, for then the Lord will go out before you and strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded, and he drove them back from Gaba as far as Gezer. Everything looked the same, right? All the circumstances looked the same. It was the same enemy. It was the same valley. But something changed. The strategy changed for David. Amen. The important question to ask is, what did David do first in both situations? Inquire to the Lord. Amen. In any situation that we have going on, the first thing we should do is inquire of the Lord. Amen. He knows our situation better than we know it. He has, the Pastor David always says, he has the answer before we have the question. Amen. He already knows what you should do. But if we don't allow him to work and we don't allow him to speak to us, it's not going to do us any good. Right? We don't allow him to give us the answer. We might be fighting and fighting and fighting, but have the wrong strategy. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. He inquired of the Lord. In any battle, our first response is inquiring of the Holy Spirit. And the Proverbs says, lean on, not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. All your ways. Somebody say, All your ways. All your ways, all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. It doesn't say He might direct your path. It doesn't say in some of your ways lean on Him. Amen. So what does that mean? What does that mean for New Testament believers? That means that the Holy Spirit on the inside of us has all the answers. Amen. In all of our ways, acknowledge Him. In every single thing that we do, acknowledge Him. In every single thing that we do, inquire of Him. Amen. And He will direct, He will direct your path. Amen. God's never late, he's never early, he's always on time, amen. So you might be praying for something, you might be praying and fasting about something, and it doesn't feel like the answer is there, amen. But know that the Holy Spirit has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your circumstance, amen. He has not forgotten your prayer. In fact, our, our praise to him is a sweet aroma up in heaven, amen. He has not forgotten about your health, he has not forgotten about your finances, Amen? Amen. Situations that seem impossible are not impossible with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he does different things. You know, the Holy Spirit, he will will lead you somewhere, but then also try to keep you from somewhere. Amen. Acts 16.6. We see this with the apostles. Amen. We have to listen when he says go and when he says stop. Right? So Acts 16:6. 6. Now, when they had gone through um, uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to um, Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So, passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. So, you see, two times right in a row where the Holy Spirit did not permit them to go somewhere. Amen. And and there might have been barriers to these countries. We don't know, but I would assume that if they, if they really, really tried, they probably could have gotten in. What do you think they did? They probably, what I think, is they inquired of the Lord. I mean, they, they saw this area of opportunity in, uh, in, in uh, Asia, and they prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. Amen. Okay, so then they regroup. Okay, what's our next strategy? They come to... Um, you can go back to Aten. Yeah. After they come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia. They probably prayed about it again, right? Lord, do we, should we go into Bithynia? Do you want us to go there? And the Lord said, nope, don't go there. And then we see in verse 9, where it says, a vision appeared to Paul. Amen. So instead of, instead of you know, their zeal was great. They had a lot of zeal. They wanted to, they wanted to preach the gospel in different places. Amen. But, but the way that they figured out where they needed to go is that a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel in Macedonia. Amen. They didn't go until they got confirmation from the Lord. Amen. They didn't go until the Lord you know, came to them and said, it might not be a vision for us. We might not see a vision. We might. The Bible doesn't say we won't. But a lot of times it's through reading the word. It's through prayer. Amen. It's through listening. You know, a lot of times that's how the Lord will will help us with our decisions. Help us make our decisions. Amen. Maybe there are barriers, like I said. But they listened to the Holy Spirit. Amen. They didn't try to force their way anywhere. I know when, when Angelina and I were looking for a house... We just wanted to get in a house so bad. We were were renting. And, uh, you know, we looked at a couple, and and they're not quite what we wanted. But I was, like, really pushing. I was like, all right, you know, I was talking to the the mortgage lender and to uh, the realtor. Almost at the same time, like, I had one phone here. You know, I was really pushing to get a house. And uh, the Lord just spoke to me and said, why are you looking for Esau when I've already, or Esau. Ishmael when I've already given you Isaac. When I've already promised you Isaac. Amen. Sometimes we, we we want to do something so bad, and it might be good for good reasons, might be good intentions. But we're pushing, we're pushing, we're pushing, and we're trying to, you know, just like Abraham. You know, he he and Sarah they wanted a baby. They said, Well, it's not gonna happen here, so we're gonna try another way. We're gonna try our way. Amen. They had Ishmael. But God had promised them Isaac already. He had already promised them that that there would be a baby that they would have together. Amen. Don't settle for an, uh, for an Ishmael. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Esau. Don't settle for an Ishmael. Amen. Wait for your Isaac. Your Isaac's out there. Whatever decision it is. Maybe it's a house. maybe it's a, Maybe it's a, a spouse. You know, for those that are single in here. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, wait for your Isaac. Your Isaac's out there. God has somebody for you. God has a house for you. Amen. He has a job for you. Amen. Keep relying on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the thing about, you know, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to push us in one way or the other. He's not just going to kick us and get over there, you know. Get over in this. This is my will for you. I'm going to get you over there. No, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Amen. We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I talked about last time how, when somebody rein trains a horse properly, amen. Just the slightest touch of the rein against, you know, if it's their left neck, they're going to, or the left part of the neck, they're gonna go right. But if if you if, if a horse is sensitive enough, just it's just a slight. They can feel that they can feel that rein on their neck, and they'll go in the direction that that their trainer wants them to go in. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We want to be as sensitive as that horse, amen. Not as stubborn as a mule, right? We can get that way sometimes, though. Sometimes we can get that way. We can be stubborn in, uh, well, I want to do it this way, or I want to live here, or I want to, you know, I want to preach over here and not over here. I want to minister over here and not over here. But as we saw in Acts, you know, there's, there are times and seasons to do different things. There's a time to go over here and, and witness, amen. There's a time to be a part of this ministry. Amen. There's a time to be part of another ministry. Amen. There's a time to go on a missions trip maybe. There's a time to speak at the church. There's a time to volunteer in the church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our RAIN training is listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit through prayer, fasting, and reading His Word. And that word RAIN, in the the Old Testament, the word RAIN, when He talks about how the Holy Spirit reigns us, how the Lord reigns us, it actually means our inwards inner parts amen so so he 's not going to physically you know take your arm and move you over to this side, but he's going to speak to you within he's going to speak to your spirit amen because it says that the spirit if the Spirit can bear witness to our spirit to tell us that we are children of God, then the Spirit can certainly bear witness to our spirit telling us what direction to go, right amen. But it's just a lot of times it's a gentle, uh, a gentle urging, a gentle nudging inside that says, oh, yeah, I should go this way. You know. And then when that happens, the decision becomes a lot clearer. Yeah. Amen? Hallelujah. So prayer, fasting, and reading is word. And there's no substitute for these things. Amen. And listening to Christian music is great. Amen? Reading Christian books is great. But those things are supplementary to, uh, to reading the Word. Amen. They're supplementary to praying and fasting. Amen. But they can't replace those things. Amen. Amen. Right. Listening to a, a, a pastor on, on the TV is, is great. You know, is listening to TV and all the time is great. But coming to a local church, like the Bible talks about, like the Bible says, assembling ourselves together, there's no substitute for that. Amen. Amen. You might get the same great teaching... But it's the fellowship. You want to get good fellowship with good people, amen. Fellowship with 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 other believers, amen. amen. Just as a uh, just as a, a, a husband and wife shouldn't be unequally yoked, amen. In our relation, in our deep relationships, amen. Now we we should be friends of you know Jesus was friend of sinners. We should be friends with unbelievers, but in our deep relationships in, our, in the relationships where we can tell anything and everything to somebody. <clears throat> You don't want to be unequally yoked in those relationships. Amen. The Bible says that we need to love everybody, but it doesn't say that we can trust everybody, right? So even in our relationships, we look, we 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 ask the Holy Spirit. You know, we we let the Holy Spirit guide us. Amen. In the relationships that we have. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We do these things to understand what God's will is for our life. And everyone has heard the phrase, if the Lord wills. That's a common phrase in Christian circles. And there is a place for that phrase. The Bible talks about uh, different things. The phrase in itself isn't a bad phrase. It usually just is used the wrong way. Amen. People will say, if it's the Lord's will for things that the Lord already promised us or already told us. As far as healing or as far as prosperity, people will say, well, you know, if they have a bad report, well, I'll live if the Lord wills. Well, no, it's, it is the Lord's will for us to live. I mean, it's, it's the Lord's will for us to be healed. He already took the 39 stripes on his back so that we could be healed. Amen? He He wants us to prosper. It says, uh, Paul says, he will, He provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? Hallelujah. But there are things that we really can say if the Lord is willing. Let's go to James 4.13. It says, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that amen so tomorrow isn't guaranteed amen not because the lord could take us quote unquote at any time but because we live in a fallen world amen so tomorrow just because we live in a fallen world just because satan came in and deceived adam and eve and the and the fallen man happened amen and he was the god of this world he is the god of this world Even though we have the keys and Jesus went and died on the cross and and rose from the dead. He took the keys and gave them to us. Amen. We still do live in a fallen world. Amen. And so so it's good to have plans. Pastor David always says proper planning prevents poor performance, right? The five Ps. So we can have plans for a year down the road, two years down the road, five years down the road. But you got to know that things can change and things probably will change. Five years is a long time. I mean, I'm sure right now it's hard to know because 2019 has just flown by, but but a lot happened in five years. Amen? I think I thought to myself, you know, just even a couple years ago, five years from that point, you know, I was single with no kids. Five years later, I'm married with four kids. And it's a blessing, but I could have never predicted that. I could have never known that. Amen. <laughs> if God's involved, it'll always change for the better, Amen. right? And I know God was involved in that point of my life. Amen. Again, there, you know, we you, you just be patient. You're, you're patient for for the Lord to uh, uh, direct you somewhere. You're patient for the things, the good things that the Lord has in store for you. Amen. We shouldn't live like everything that happens to us is God's will for our life. I mean, if we start to live like everything that happens to us is God's will for our life, then what does our choices mean? You know, if everything that happens is just is God's will and God's plan and God's purpose, then there's no reason for me to care about what choices I make, right? There's no reason, you know, if if, if predestination into heaven or hell is was a thing too, there's no reason to go and and get born again. There's no reason to believe that Jesus. In the cross, because then, it, you know, from that thinking, it's, well, either I'm going to heaven or hell. It doesn't really matter what I do in this life. But the point is that we have choices. Amen. We have important decisions to make. Receiving your salvation is the most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. Amen. It's the most important. It's, it's seriously, a, literally a life and death decision. Amen. That's a decision that we don't need to discern or say if it's God's will, right? Or somebody that we know, you know, well, Lord, if you're willing that I go and talk to them about Jesus. Well, no, we know that he is willing that we go talk to them about Jesus, amen? Because it says that he wills that none should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of truth. All should come to repentance. Amen. He wants a hundred out of a hundred people to be saved, right? But because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, you know, Paul had a road to Damascus experience. Jesus came down and said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You know, and and instantly changed, right? But not everybody's going to get a road to Damascus experience, right? A lot of times it's going to happen through us. Pastor Dave always says we might be the only Bible that people ever read. Amen. so our actions, the things that we do, have real consequences. And real blessings, Amen. Amen. People will watch how we live. They'll watch our feet. Right? They'll watch how we talk. Amen. So it's important to make good decisions. It's important to know what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, right? Amen. John 16:13 says, "However, when he, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Amen. So again, as far as God's will is concerned, it says that, one, he will guide you into all truth. Amen. So if we rely on the Holy Spirit, I mean, he will guide you into his will, right? That doesn't mean that that every circumstance we go through, even if we're in the perfect will of God, doesn't mean that we're not going to go through hard times. Right? In fact, that's one of the promises that that people don't like as much of the Bible is that because we are children of God, we will go through hard times. Amen. But as we rely on the Lord, as we as we continue to go down the path that He wants us to go, we can know, even through those things, that we are in the perfect will of God. Amen. And then it says He will tell you things to come. So again, we might not have everything. You know, I, I did a, a thing, uh, object lesson with Alora. Uh, last time, and and I was leading her around as I was the Holy Spirit, and I was bumping her into the <laughs> I was bumping her into the pulpit here, and I was was she was blindfolded and everything, and I think that's a lot of times how people think the Holy Spirit leads us, is that we have no foresight, we have no information at all, we that, to make our own decisions. That the Holy Spirit, he just grabs an arm and he's just leading us where he wants to go, and he's leading us and he's leading us and he leads us off the cliff a little bit just to realign us right. Just to make sure we're we're still listening or paying attention. No. As a horse trainer, we wouldn't do that, right? No. Right, Greg? No. You don't do that. Amen. No, he leads us. We can see. We might only be able to see a few steps ahead of us, but he will allow us, you know, we can see, okay, you know, as we're watch as we're walking, okay, okay, we have a rock right here, we gotta go around that, right? We have an obstacle here, we gotta go over that or around that. Amen the Holy Spirit, it says, he will tell you things to come. As you follow the Holy Spirit, amen, you might, maybe not, you won't be able to see everything. You're not going to be able to see the next 50 years of your life, right? But as you walk, and as you walk gently, amen, and 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 you're teachable by the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to see, okay, this is a stumbling block. I need to go around that, right? Because he might be leading you one way, and then if you start to go off another way, you get into that stumbling block. I love, the, I love the poem of the footprints, about how during the hard times, you know, he saw one set of pr- footprints, and he said, Lord, during all of, my, all of my struggles in life, I only saw one set of footprints. Why did you leave me? And the Lord said, I didn't leave you during the hardest times of your life. The reason you only see one set of footprints is because I carried you. Amen. Amen. He, wants to, he wants to help us. Amen. It says in the Bible that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We talked about how oxen when they have a yoke on their back; it's fit to them. I mean, it's not uncomfortable. It's not rubbing against their shoulder or their neck or anything like that, right? It's comfortable to them. The Holy Spirit wants to make uh, He wants to make life easy on you. <laughs> Amen. Life isn't always going to be easy, but it's easier with the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. We should go to the Holy Spirit for guidance. Amen. He doesn't lead us astray. He only knows how to tell us the truth. Amen. Because it says, He will guide you into all truth. So when we follow the Holy Spirit, we're not following, you know, the Bible says that, that with God, there's no variation or shadow of turning. There's no shadows with God. Amen. There's no lies. There's no half-truths. There's no gray area. There's gray area in life, but no gray area with God. Amen. He will lead you only into truth. 1 John 2.19-22 through 22 says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And that no lie is of, is of the truth, who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is an anti he is antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Amen. So we want to rightly divide the truth from the lie. Amen. Rightly divide the, 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 the good voices from the bad voices. Amen. Because there's a lot of, you know, you talk to people and there's a lot of voices. People hear a lot of voices. Amen. Some good and some bad. It says Satan, you know, Comes and he, and it shows that he's an angel of light, but he's really not. He likes to show himself. He likes to. He wants to make us think that he's an angel of light, amen. But we can discern those things. It's not impossible with God to discern those things, amen. The devil's going to try to make truth a gray area. When he tempted Jesus, he was trying to blur the lines between truth and lie, amen. He even used scripture. You know, people can come to you and say, well. This is how it is because this scripture says this and this and this. We still want to discern, amen? amen. We still want to consider the source. Amen. We still want to consider um, what filter they're using, amen? amen. amen. Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin, in his lifetime, had, had many prophecies that came true. Just, you know, he was, a, he was a prophet. Even he said that, you know, if you prophesied to somebody and, and he would say to them afterwards, if that doesn't register with your spirit, don't take it. Because he knew that he could miss the mark. Because we're not perfect. Amen? So somebody might be trying to give you good advice or, or give you a prophecy, and it's great intentions. It's, it, they think it's good advice, but we really need to to go to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, this is what I heard. What do you think? Right? Amen? Because sometimes, you know, even if somebody's older than you or has more experience or is in a, is in a, a better job or whatever their advice isn't always going to be sound. I mean, the only sound advice that is always 100% accurate is the Holy Spirit. Amen. All the time. Amen. Amen? And that doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes. We might, we might go to the Holy Spirit in every single thing, but sometimes we can interpret things differently. We're still going to make mistakes. Amen. Amen? We're not always going to be perfect in every decision that we make. Right? Hallelujah. Yeah, when tempted Jesus, when tempting Jesus, he was trying to blur the lines between the truth and the lie, and he will do the same thing in our life if we let him. What did Jesus say, though? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So when we rely on Jesus, we are relying on the truth. Amen. Amen. When we rely on his word, we are relying on the truth. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A little bit longer. Hebrews 4:12. For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and the joints of the marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. We are sword wielders. We have the we have the sword of the spirit right here in our hand. Amen. We got to know how to use it. You know, we can. Somebody can read through the Bible. Satan knew the Bible. He knew the Old Testament. I mean, but he, you know, he knew how to use it. He just didn't use it correctly. He, knew he didn't want to use it correctly, right? But as Christians, we don't just read through the Bible, but we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us through passages. You know, if there's a difficult passage that you're not understanding, ask the Holy Spirit. Do cross-reference things and, and let the Holy Spirit minister you and, and show you what's, what's going on, right? When we use it effectively, we can do anything, but we have to know how to use it and how to rightly divide the word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. So as saints, we can use the word for teaching. Amen. We can use it for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Amen? We should know when to deploy what, though. We need to discern. We can't do that by ourselves, only by the leading of the Holy Spirit. To know what to deploy at different times. Amen? Because there's a lot of options. There's a lot of good scriptures. There's a lot of good scriptures to stand on when, when you're going through something. Amen? Any situation. So we need to make sure that we're, we're, we're knowing what we deploy. When we put our minds on the things of the Spirit, we are more able to make good judgments. Amen? go to Romans. Let's see. We got just a couple more here. Romans 8, 2 through 6. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So in order to discern, we need to have the mind of Christ. And when we have the mind of Christ, amen, it means what? It means we're not walking in the flesh, but we're walking in the Spirit. Amen. We're not thinking of carnal things, we're thinking of spiritual things. Amen. When we surround ourselves with those thoughts, when we surround ourselves... Um, To have the mind of Christ, and we renew our mind daily, as the word says, amen, then then discernment is going to come. The Holy Spirit is in that, is going to come, amen. Amen. In order to discern, we have to have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ, we set our mind on what the Spirit desires, amen. And then to have the mindset of the Spirit, we need to know what the character of the Spirit is. Galatians 5.22 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no loss. So this is the character of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These are fruit that we can grow in our life. I mean, we all have a little bit of fruit, but if we want to have a good relationship with the Lord, we continue to grow these things in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. If we grow in these areas, you're going to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Amen. If the mind is governed by the Spirit, and it's life and peace, as it said in Romans 8, then discernment involves life and peace. I mean, so I think a big factor of, of knowing that you made the right decision is having a peace about the decision you made. Amen. If you don't have a peace about the decision, um, then you might want to continue to pray continue to read the word, continue to seek the Lord. Amen. Whenever you ask Pastor Dave and Jeannie about a decision that needs to be made, they're going to pray with you and then they're going to say, follow peace. Amen. Follow peace in these decisions that we have to make. Amen. After we seek the Holy Spirit, a peace will follow regarding the decision you need to make. Again, the more sensitive the Holy Spirit we are by reading and praying and willing to be changed. That's another thing we have to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. We can't have our own agenda over here and then pray and pray that, that the Holy Spirit will teach us things but have our own agenda back here and say, well, I, I understand what you're saying but this is where I'm going to go. Right? It's a waste of time if we have our own agenda. You know, As a coach, coaches like players that are teachable, that are coachable. Amen. Why? Because more often than not, the coach, you know, I I coach fourth grade boys basketball, I'm going to know a little bit more than maybe a fourth grader about the game of basketball. Amen. Uh, Pistol Pete, uh, I don't know, Pete Pete Maravich used to play in the NBA, a great player in the NBA, but his dad, before practice, would always, like, first, first game of the season, or first practice of the season, he'd always have a basketball, and he'd say, this is how much there is to know about the game of basketball. And he'd draw a circle, and he'd say, that's how much I know about the game of basketball. And then he'd put a dot and he'd say, that's how much you know about the game of basketball. <laughs> Amen. The ball is everything we need to know about life. Amen. And the ball is still everything that the Holy Spirit knows about life. Amen. The little dot is what we know about our decisions. Amen. We want to be teachable. We want to know that we don't know things. Amen. We don't know what we don't know. We don't want to guess, right? Amen. Let's go to Philippians 4, 6-7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all knowledge or all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So again, we let our requests be made known to God. Lord, we have this decision. Help me. My request is help me. Amen. And it says the peace of God, and it passes all understanding. So we can't even try to use our intellect to, to really to uh, make decisions because we want the peace of God that passes all of our understanding, all of our knowledge, amen, all of our intellect. Amen. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Amen. We rely on the Holy Spirit. We, 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 uh, we partake in the law of grace, Amen. Nothing causes them to stumble. In the last verse, Isaiah twenty-six three says, "You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you." Amen. Amen. That's the that's the sign of a good relationship when you can trust somebody. Amen. When we can, when we have a good relationship with the Holy Spirit, we can trust Him that He knows more about my situation than I know about my situation. Amen. Our mind is stayed on Him because because we trust Him. Amen. He sticks closer than a brother. Hallelujah. When we put our mind on the things of the Lord, we trust Him to help us discern. We'll have peace about whatever decision we need to make. Amen. And that's really that's really the goal. Amen. The Holy Spirit helps us discern things, and, and we have a decision. And you, a lot of times, you know, I would say all the time when we when we have a peace about one decision over the other, even if both seem really good. Amen. We want to follow peace. We want to follow the Holy Spirit. And it says in the Bible that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Amen. So we want to follow the Prince of Peace. Amen. Into all truth, because only He only tells us the truth. Amen. Into decisions that that you know could affect our lives. You know, who knows? A decision that you make today could affect what happens five years from today. Amen. It's all about the choices that we make. It's all about learning from the Holy Spirit, helping Him. Guide us, amen, in every decision, in all of our ways, acknowledging him, amen, and him directing us. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that um, we can follow peace of the Holy Spirit. We can follow follow the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord, to make good decisions, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you for everybody today, as they go about their day, Lord, That that they have chances and opportunities to witness. They have ch- chances and opportunities to be ministered to, Lord. I pray for uh, financial blessings, for relationship blessings in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I declare peace on everybody's life that's in this building, Lord. And I just thank you that they have a good rest of the week, uh, weekend, a good week, Lord. And, uh, and we thank you for a great message that we're going to have tonight as well from Deb in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on back tonight. I encourage you to do that. You're going to be blessed. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at net